Have you ever wanted to be free so bad in different areas of your life? I mean, the places where you feel as though you have been slighted or not afforded the opportunity to just freely be you. Well, on the Confidence Podcast, we build up confidence in and through Christ Jesus by providing biblical truths that help us to support and navigate life. Through the experiences and the testimonies of others, we provide real life proof as we take hold of every opportunity that allows us to become free from the bondage we may have faced. And we do it all according to the scriptures. Now let's get into this week's show. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your girl, Kimmy. I'm so excited to be back on the air with you guys. I took a little break, um, had to get my life together and we're still getting our lives together over here. But I wanted to jump back in with a topic that I think is so very dear to my heart because not only have I experienced it, but a lot of people have gone through the same thing and I want to talk about it. It's a topic that definitely needs to be discussed. A lot of people are living in their truth, which the Bible even instructs us not to lean to our own understanding, but to acknowledge God in all of our ways and he will direct our paths. And so we are in an era and a time when people are self-made, people are um, thinking and feeling like they have this authority, but it's false authority. And I'm going to talk to you guys about it and explain what I mean. So there may be some smoke in the room. You may want to pull up your seat, make sure that you're in a quiet place. You don't want to miss none of this. Now I'm not coming for anybody. I'm just talking about something that I know for self that a lot of people have dealt with. I've coached a lot of clients um, that have dealt with it. And for those people who are new listeners, I am a transformation life coach of 11 years. And I'm thinking about getting back into it because more people need help with anxiety and depression now more than they ever had. And they also need to know who they are in Christ so that they can align their will with God's will to live the best life that he has provided for them. Now, getting back into this show today, we're going to talk about why you no longer have to prove yourself to other people. And I know somebody is sitting back like, oh, this is about to be good. And honey, it is about to be good. I recently had an experience in my own personal life with my business where I had to feel like I was explaining myself to um, someone that did not need an explanation. And I really had to take a pause and evaluate that. On one end, it was like, who do you think you are questioning me? But on the other end, it was like, what did I present to this person to make them feel like they had the right to do so? And so we're going to talk about both sides of that today. And we're going to talk about some scripture that I want you guys to know, according to what God has to say about the situation when it comes to people pleasing. So before we even get any further into this, we're going to take a quick break. Make sure that you grab your pens and your pieces of paper and join me back right after this break. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. Now, what I told you guys is stop feeling like you have to prove yourself to other people. Stop it. We are not created to please people. We were created for God's purpose on purpose with the intent of pleasing God. And so even the Bible instructs us on that in Galatians 1.10. And I want to start there and then work my way down. I have some notes written down, but of course I know that once the Holy Spirit gets involved to say whatever is needed to be said, a lot of this stuff is going to be mixed around, but it's still going to give the perfect message. A lot of us have walked around our lives thinking that we are helping people. We're being everything for everybody. We're being the great mom. We're being a great fiance. We're being a great wife. We're being a great sister. We're being the best friend. But in all reality, when we do this, if we come up feeling exhausted and stressed and depressed, 
because we've given all this stuff over to people and there was no appreciation. There was no gratitude. There was thankfulness. Truth be told, we are people pleasing. It was a hard pill for me to swallow, even looking at myself, because I've always thought, no, surely I'm not a people pleaser. But in fact, I truly have become one. I wanted to be the best wife for my husband. So if there was something that I was doing that he didn't like or some, something that he wanted, I wanted to become that. Why? Because I wanted to please him as his wife. Now, when it comes to married couples, that's a whole nother conversation that needs to be had because we do need to um, come together in our marriage to make sure that we are providing what our spouse needs. But when I talk about outside of that, even with our kids, of course, we're parents, we have to do what we have to do for our children. Um, as friends, we have to do what we have to do. But are you doing it as unto the Lord or are you doing it for the approval of people? And so Galatians 1.10 talks about that as Paul was addressing the church of Galatians and he was saying, in the Message Bible version, do you think I speak this strongly in order to manipulate crowds or court favor with God or get popular applause? If my goal was popularity, I wouldn't bother being Christ's slave. Know this. I am most empathetic here, friends. This great message I delivered to you is not mere human optimism. I didn't receive it through the traditions and I wasn't taught in some school. I got it straight from God, received the message directly from Jesus Christ. Now, when I read this, Paul is explaining to them, like, I'm not doing this for show. I'm not doing this because I want people to fancy me or to favor me. I'm doing this because this is what God has imputed in me to share as far as my message is concerned. And I'm going to tell it. If I was to do it just about you, then it would be no need for me to serve Christ. There's another version of it that says that if we um, if we are pleasing people, then we are not pleasing God. It says you can see that I am not trying to please you by sweet talk and flattery. This is in the Living Bible Translation. No, I'm trying to please God. If I was still trying to please men, I could not be Christ's servant. So if you're still trying to please man, how then could you also please God at the same time? God is not pleased with that because God says he is a jealous God and you will put no man before him. He does not like the fact that we have made people things, what we do, what we offer, our spouses, our kids, we've made them idols above him. We spend more time trying to get the approval of people who would never accept us in any other condition, sometimes unless we're doing something for them. Now, for me personally, I'd rather do it for one who is God the Father and be eternally accepted than to do it for hundreds of people who may never accept me 100% of the time. One thing I love about God is no matter what I do, no matter how crazy I look, no matter how I've gotten out of control, and we all have, no matter what I've done that's wrong that I can repent from, no matter what I say out of my mouth that I need to correct, no matter what good, no bad, nor indifferent I do, he loves me 100% the same way. Why are we out here trying to give ourselves um explanations over to people to validate who we are. Let me explain something to you. People are going to see you for what they chose to see you for, no matter what you do. If they've already made their assumption of you from the first time that they met you, then in their mind, unless proven otherwise, that is how they choose to see you. Sometimes we think it's humility. And I got that from my husband. It was so good. He said, sometimes we think we're being humili um, 
we're having humiliation in a situation when truly we're beating ourselves down and we don't have the confidence that we need to carry that in that situation. And I'm going to give you an example. Have you ever been in a situation where you afforded an opportunity to somebody, but you thank them for the opportunity that they afforded to you? You forgot that there was an even exchange. They may have given you a platform to use whatever you need to use on, but without you using what you possess to, to bring into that platform, there may not have been a receiving on their end as well. And sometimes we go into these situations looking for someone to give us an opportunity, someone to give us a hand up when we don't realize that we're also giving them an opportunity to work alongside us in any capacity. Now, whether that's a work relationship, whether that's a personal relationship, whether that's in um, servanthood in your church, whether that's in your job, wherever the case may be, there is an even exchange when you come into partnership with somebody to say, we're going to work on something together. And so I wanted to address that because people have gotten a little out of hand and out of control thinking that they have arrived and thinking that they have the right to put down God's people. We are God's children. And according to what he says in his word, we are the light. We are the salt. We as children of God are the influence. And so before I even get into that, I want you guys to just chew on that a little bit. I'm going to come back. We're going to talk about who God says you are and what he called you to do here. And let me tell you this, so you know this for the record. God did not create you to please everyone, but he did make it known that there will be some audiences that you have that, be, that will be watching what you do in order for him to get the glory. And I'm going to share that with you when we come back from this break. Are you looking to get back into the word of God, but you're struggling with a good method that will help you to break down the scriptures? Well, I recommend the SOAP method. That is scripture, observation, application, and prayer. This method has helped me numerous amount of times to break down scripture with simplicity and to find a way to apply it to my everyday life. That's scripture, observation, application and prayer first write down your scripture then write down what you've observed out of the scripture then write down a way that you can apply it and then write out a prayer i hope this helps now let's get back into the show All right, y'all, welcome back from the break. Before we went on that break, we was talking about the audience that God is going to allow to be around you. Now, I found out a lot of times the reason why we're going through these situations with people is because sometimes we're offering our stuff up to our stuff up to the wrong folks. We're trying to get in fellowship with the wrong people that were not even called to us. Do you not know that when God created you, he assigned certain people to you? I know in some times passing, you may have heard someone say that people who are attached to your destiny are waiting for you to get started. That means that God has a specific people for you. Even in business, business is not for everyone. Business is not for um, those over there that say that they can't afford your service. Like if you're a business owner and somebody's telling you they can't afford your service, then guess what? As cute as it may be, as great as your friendship may be, if they can't afford your service, they are not your business client. And we have to be able to decide and decipher the difference of where people are in our lives. And I think I'm going to talk about that in another episode about putting people in their proper place so that we don't have to face the hurt and the challenges that we do, expecting something from people that they just 
are not equipped to give or they were not anointed to give to us in that situation. Because if you know anything about God, when it's time for you to do his business, he will anoint you to do his business in that moment. And sometimes we running with the wrong crowd. Sometimes we telling our, our dreams and stuff to the wrong people. Sometimes we are out here trying to build friendships with people who were never friends from the beginning because we didn't see underlying that they had some character issues. And so we got to talk about that as well. But getting into Matthew 5, 14. Well, let me go back up. Matthew 5, let's say 13 through 16. It calls us the salt and the light. That's what God says. It says, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your useful, your, you've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Now I'm going to take a pause real quick because my question is to you. What is missing inside of you? What have you lost on the inside of you because you've allowed people to define who you are instead of knowing who God has defined you to be? We get in these relationships. We get mistreated. We allow these people to make us feel like we're less than because they have character flaws and they have cheated and they have been untruthful and they have. And then we look at us like, what's wrong with us? What if nothing was wrong with you from the beginning? What if that was just something that they were dealing with and we didn't identify it because we were so goo-goo and gaga in love that we didn't want to see the truth of what was being presented to us, that we thought, oh, okay, well, there's still potential. God never told us to get with people for potential. That's God's job to correct people, fix people, heal people, deliver people, and set people free. I had to learn that even in my marriage that I could not fix my husband. I couldn't even fix myself half of the time. God had to fix me. He had to come in and intervene and open up my eyes to show me who I was so that I will no longer tolerate certain behaviors and things in my relationship with my friends, with my family, with my spouse. And you know what? Everybody ain't gonna like it. But the truth is God has made us for his purpose on purpose. And he says that we are the apple of his eye. So if we're the apple of God's eye, why are we letting people who don't have a heaven or a hell to put us in make us feel like we're nothing? This scripture says, let me tell you why you're here. God is saying, listen, you are here to be an influence that brings out God's flavor in the earth. That means you ain't got to be like nobody else. God got flavors, okay? What is your flavor? Are you spicy? Are you sweet? Are you compassionate? Are you empathetic? Are you bold for Christ? What is your God flavor that you're unleashing in the earth? If you lose your influence, your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? How are people going to see God in you if you allow these people to keep whipping you and making you feel like you're nothing because they have issues of control or they have issues controlling their mouth. They have issues um, putting people down because they think, oh, I'm a boss chick or I'm a boss dude. And that's how I'm supposed to handle people. God says you're supposed to love your enemies. He even said you're supposed to love thy neighbor. He even went further to say, how can you love me, someone who's God, and you can't even love the person that you see? Now, I know this is going to check a whole bunch of folks because people run their mouth all the time talking about, I love God. I love God. I'm going to pray to God. Okay, well, while you praying to God for me, make sure you're praying to God for you because the way that you just handled that situation, I could tell that you ain't spent no time with God. God will always convict the hearts and the minds of his people who choose to humble themselves before him. And if we are out here, all of us, we are out here mistreating people, mishandling situations, Holy Spirit will move in immediately and convict 
convict our hearts and say, you know, that wasn't right. You shouldn't have handled it like that. Go and apologize. No matter how valid we feel we are, we need to make sure that we heed to what the Holy, Holy Spirit is saying. But oftentimes we so loud in our own emotions and our feelings, walking in our flesh and not in the spirit. We can't even hear the Holy Spirit when he's talking to us. So here we go into verse 14 of Matthew 5. It says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this as a public city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Be opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous father in heaven. Another version says, let your light so shine upon the earth that men will see your God and glorify him. The whole point of you being the light and the influence and the salt on the earth is so that God can show that he works through many people. We are God's workmanship. We are God's hands and feet in this earth. And we have allowed people to dim our light. We have allowed people to make us feel less than. We have allowed people to abandon us and neglect us and make us feel like we're not worthy. But God says we were created in his own image. In fact, in Genesis, it says God looked over all his creation and approved of it. We were approved before the foundations of the earth even existed. We were approved because God called us and he said that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. And so we're going to go over to that and we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But once again, what is missing on the inside of you that you allow people to do what they want to do to you? What are you presenting to these people when they first see you that is causing them to feel like they even have the right or the audacity to talk to you? Sometimes it's not about conflict. Sometimes it's about position. Sometimes it's about how you are carrying yourself. As people want to say, the energy that you're bringing to the situation. I just feel like it's your character. If you go in there feeling like you're defeated and you go in there weak and with no confidence, people who are hungry and thirsty for attention and um, superiority can sense that sense out the weak right? But God says where we are weak, he is strong. And so we need to make sure that we stop looking at our inadequacies and we look at God's adequacies that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and all things doesn't eliminate anything. And if we truly take that scripture and approach it with every situation that we are faced with, when we walk in that room full of strangers, we should conduct ourselves and carry ourselves in a manner that says, I can do this. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't need to be afraid to speak. I don't need to be afraid to address these people. I belong in this room just like everyone else that's in this room. And I'm going to take over this situation for for whatever I came to get out of it, I am going to get it. Why? Because just as they belong here, I belong here. And if we have that stance, then we can allow people to see God in us, not being arrogant, not being cocky, not going in trying to make people feel like they don't have what you have because you feel like you've arrived and you've gotten some sense of status, but being humble to say, you know what, it's the Lord that God that gives me everything that I need. If it was not for him, I would not be able to even do anything, including breathing. So we're going to take another break. We're going to pay some bills, y'all. And then we're going to get into this in Psalms 139. So we'll be right back after this break. All right, guys, welcome back from this break. 
Um, I just have another thing that, you know, really set on me in the midst of the break. It's like, who are you doing life for? Are you doing life for the sake of being popular in the crowd and having a whole bunch of folks around you? Or are you doing life because you know that there's a life after this that you're going to have to pretty much decide whether or not you're going to heaven or hell? Do you know that that's a decision for us? We decide based on how we live in this earth, whether we're going to heaven or hell. And a lot of times we put that emphasis on Jesus. He is going to be the judge. He is going to judge us when it's all said and done on everything that we do. Let's be clear about that. God is a God who is a God of order. And God is a God who shall not lie, nor the son of man who shall repent. And if he said it, that's what it's going to be. But my question is, who are you doing all this for? Are you living your life set up to please people and get the pats on the backs? You know, social media sets us up for that, right? It sets us up to please people. We're looking for the likes. We're looking for the comments. You know, now, now that the influencer market, market is growing, even me being a new influencer, I'm seeing behind the scenes that even companies don't even want to work with you unless you have a certain amount of people who follow you, a certain amount of people who talk to you. They don't know what you do offline. They don't know the influence that you got offside of social media. Not everybody is about social media, but they are. And so they put you in this box that says, hey, if you're not pleasing the people with these likes and these numbers and these followers, then we can't even do business with you. You're not even worthy. And they don't know. You may speak eloquently. You may have the best ideas in sliced bread, but because they have a system that is set up that depicts who's valuable and who's not valuable, then we fall subject to that when it comes to social media, unless we're careful and we're not doing it for Instagram. We're not doing it for Facebook. We're not doing it for that. We're doing it for the sake of getting the message out about God, showing people how God has impacted our life. Me personally, I'm on a self-care journey. I've taken care of people pretty much most of my life. I've been a, a mom since I was a teenager, right? My oldest child is, is a whole grown man at this point. He's 26 years old. And so I look back on my life and I realize that most of my life has been spent taking care of someone. And in the midst of me taking care of someone, I forgot to take care of me. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't self-discover myself in Christ and, and all the great things that he placed on the inside of me. I was always giving it out to other people and other people would benefit from it. And then I would look back and be like, my life ain't moving. Your life is advancing with the things that I'm offering to you from, from the very depths of my soul and my heart and the, and the creativity and the anointing that God has placed on my hands. People's lives, businesses and stuff have increased, but mine was staying still. So I had to take a serious inventory and evaluation on me. I want to go into Psalms 139, and I want to talk to you guys about what God says about you. Now, I got to get the right version of this because the Message Bible version is very, very good. And I think I'll start there. Oh, yes. Um, I'm sorry. Psalms 139, verse 13. Oh, yes. You shaped me first inside, then out. Listen to that. God shaped us first on the inside. He put everything we needed inside of us before he even made it visible for other people. We know that everything happens in the spirit realm before it happens in, it happens in the natural realm. And if you did not know that, now you know, okay? <laughs> everything happens inside of us before it happens on the outside of us. And so it says, um, 
let me go back to it. I'm sorry, I lost my place, y'all. It says, oh yes, you you shaped me first inside and out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, you're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something like an open book. You watch me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even live one day. God knows everything about you, man and woman of God. Why are you letting people define you? He created you bit by bit, line upon line, precept upon precept, exactly the way he wanted you to be. And the reason why we have not developed into who God has called us to be, because instead of us acknowledging that we were made in his image, we are out here facing imposter syndrome, trying to be everything that we see because people are living a lifestyle or presenting a lifestyle that we desire. And instead of us going to God for us to say, God, how do I obtain the things that you have placed on the inside of me before it comes out of me? How do I live that life based off of your strategy, off of your plan? We looking at other people and we trying to be them. We on here trying to become the life coach that we see or that we've paid to be a life coach. Now, I'm not knocking life coaches because y'all know I've been one for 11 years, but I didn't do it for the finances. Yes, it's a business. It's got to sustain itself. But I wanted the testimonies more than I wanted anything. I wanted people's transformation more than I wanted anything because I'm not a jealous person. I'm not an envious person of somebody being successful. If I see something... I will inquire and I'll say, please show me how you did that. What was the mindset that you had to have? What was the strategy that you had? And then I take that information and I go to the scripture and I'm saying, God, okay, if this is the way that you want me to do it, Lord, reveal that to me according to your word and your way. The reason why a lot of us don't know our word and our way or his word and our way, his way for us is because we spend more time making everybody that we see our God, instead of spending time in the word where the God of all things, all creations, all powerful, all knowing, omnipotent is. We don't want to wait for God to give us the answer in the right time, in the right season. We want the instant gratification. So we're going to go and we're going to intervene with the wrong people who come back trying to make us feel like we got to prove ourselves. And when I say that, it's even on the workplace. These jobs have gotten completely out of control. These people feel that because they are your manager, they have the right to question when you take time off. Now, I will say this. If you are a repeat offender of taking time off sporadically, I can understand why the question may arise, but I still feel having a background in HR, having a background in um, employee um, uh, retaliation or relations, trying to bring the employees back into the fold with the company. Having that background, I think it's out of line and I think it's inappropriate. If someone is calling you and saying they can't be there, it is none of your personal business to know their personal business. 
for the job sake, if they have time, if they have leave, it is their business to put it in. It is not your business to go and, and start questioning somebody the third degree of why they can't be there. I think that is out of line because then you have the ability to judge whether or not you feel that that's sufficient, sufficient or not. For you, it may not matter for all you people in management and leadership, but for them, it may be something big. And we have gotten away from being sensitive to what is going on in other people's lives. Just because it's not a crisis to you does not mean it's not a crisis to somebody else. Blowing a tire out may not be nothing to you, but it may have torn my whole day apart because you didn't know what else I was dealing with at home. We have gotten away from the sensitivity of what may be going on with other people, making it feel like people are lying or that they have to prove themselves to us. You know what that is? That's an issue that you have within yourself of lack of control. Somebody has lied to you. Your heart is hurting. You have trust issues. So when somebody comes to you truthfully trying to tell you something, you don't believe it. You think everybody coming to you lie because it just don't make sense to you because your mind has already been made up based off of your hurt. Y'all, we're going to take another break and I'm going to come back in and we're going to wrap this thing on up. But just like it was said in Matthew 5, 14, let your light, um, let your light so shine upon the earth that men will see. That means God has an audience that needs to see the light on the inside of you because those people are going to then turn to God and they're going to give him praise. Y'all don't know what you may do that may turn somebody from ready to, from being ready to jump off the ledge to finding the, the God purpose for their life through your testimony and being ready to do it themselves. We'll be back. Ladies, I'm so excited to announce to you that the Free Yourself Sister Girl Lock-In is coming to Atlanta. On Friday, October the 28th through the 30th, this event will be something refreshing that you've never experienced before. If you are a woman who is tired of being tired and you're over the excuses, you just need a reset. You need a peace of mind. You want to have some fun and some real girl talk. Getting rid of all those past issues, well, this is definitely the event for you. If you want more information, send an email to confidence at gmail.com. That's C-O-N-F-H-E-R-D-E-N-C-E at gmail.com. Now let's get into the show. All right, now that we are back from our final break of today's episode, we're going to do a quick recap. Number one, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Who are you doing life for? Are you doing it for your self-gratification? Are you doing it for the, the likeness of others? Or are you truly trying to live a life according to Christ? Remember Galatians 1.10 says that we, if we try to do it to please people, then we can't at the same time, be a servant of Christ. You're either going to serve um, Christ or you're going to serve money. You're either going to serve Christ or you're going to make people false idols. And we we got to stop doing that. We got to stop playing with God. We got to go to a place of repentance and we got to ask God to forgive us for the things and the people and the places that we have put before him, the things that have caused us to get out of order and out of line with him. And we got to get back to the basics of living this thing called the Christian lifestyle that we signed up for. Secondly, what is missing on the inside of you? When you go into a room and the opportunity with people, are you going in feeling like you weak? Does everybody know your whole entire story like you don't have, like you are so without? Or do they know the person who 
um, may not have everything, but is still able to show up every single day. What's missing on the inside of you that you give that off to the people that you work with? Because I'm going to tell you one thing that I know for sure, whatever you got going on in the inside of you are the people that you're going to attract. And if you are broken, them people who are hungry and thirsty to control, to provide you an opportunity to say they did something for you, they're going to be right there knocking on your door so that they can tell you how much they did for you. And sometimes God will shut that down. Sometimes it will feel like nobody is there. Sometimes it'll feel like you ain't got no help. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But sometimes he shuts it down because he does not want anybody to take the credit for what he's about to do in your life. And thirdly, remember, Whatever you do, you are the salt and the light. You have influence. You are God's flavor in the earth. Don't let nobody tell you that being you is wrong, but be you according to scripture. Don't be trying to take the scripture and make it what you think it is based off of the lifestyle you want to live. That's called the manipulation of the word, right? So we don't want to live according to the manipulation of the word. We want to really humble ourselves to be what God has called um, called us to be according to what his will and his standard is for our life. So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, this is a now opportunity for you to do so. I don't take it for granted that everybody that may listen to this podcast may not know him. I'm not going to press my belief upon you, but I'm praying that the Holy Spirit ministers somewhere in this to let you know that you don't no longer have to prove yourself to anybody, right? The only person you need to live to prove yourself to is God the Father. Because at the end of the day, when you stand before Jesus, you want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. You do not want to hear, depart from me, I do not know you. Because you spent your whole time trying to make sure that people were straight and pleased with your life and what you had to offer versus God being straight. And I'm going to tell you something, if he gave you a calling and a purpose, which he did for each and every one of us, he gave us gifts and talents for his purpose. Purpose so that we can bring people back to him. If you are not doing anything with it, I'm telling you right now, you are going to be judged on it. So you better get moving. You better get fear out the way. You better stop making excuses for why you haven't gotten started. You better pick up a book. You better pick up the book, the B-I-B-L-E, and find out what God has for you. And be confident in this thing that he called you the God flavor. He called you the influence. He said that you are God's colors in this world and that your light is shining, that he placed you on a hill for people to see. Stop trying to hide behind your fears and your insecurities and get out there and know that if God equipped you with it, then you have the um, you have the ability to perform it. God will never hand out a gift to you and not give you the ability to perform it and do it well. Okay. And so I want to pray with you guys tonight because I don't want to, or today, I don't want to see um, anybody go away from this, not feeling like they are not one with God. We can, we can repent. We can, um, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I pray that God will minister to your heart. You have an opportunity today to receive him as Lord and Savior over your life. But y'all, we got to get back to who God created us to be. Stop living for man and live for the Lord. So Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for another time together.
We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word that sets us straight, Father God. We pray in the name of Jesus that if there be anyone amongst this podcast that will hear this word, Father God, that does not have a relationship with you that is not saved, we pray right now that the Holy Spirit will begin to move on their hearts and their minds and convict them, Father God, out of love to turn their life around for you. Father, we know that it's not by haphazard event that these people are listening to this podcast, but we thank you, oh Heavenly Father, that every word that was spoken, Father God, we believe and receive was from the Holy Spirit. We thank you, O Heavenly Father, that we don't have to argue with people. We thank you, Lord God, that we don't have to defend ourselves against people because we know, Father God, that people have a made up mind. You have given us the ability to choose life and death. You've given us the ability to choose whether or not we're going to walk in your way or we're not. And Father God, I pray for those who are struggling to walk by the Spirit and not by flesh, that Lord God, you will intervene in whatever may have caused them the pain and the hurt that they have, that they're living a wounded life. Father, I pray healing upon your people from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Father God, that they will know that you call them blessed, that you said that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you put them together bit by bit, that they no longer have to feel bad about themselves because the way that you've placed them together was exactly the way you wanted them to be put together. Father, and I pray that they no longer allow other people outside of you, Father God, to define and dictate who they are, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, as long as they align their will with the word of God. Father God, we come against every form of manipulation of the word. We come against every form of strife, envy, and even contention that may come from the word that has been spoken to the lives of your people. And we pray, Father God, that they will walk out of this, Father God, feeling refreshed, feeling renewed, Father God, and that they will come to you, Lord God, and find out who they are again. So we thank you for it all, Lord God. Protect your people this week. Help them to get into relation with you again this week. Help them to repent for the things that they've done wrong this week, Father God, and help them to get on track with you, Father God, so they can live a wholesome, filled life. The word says in John 10, 10, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus has come that we may have life and have it to the fullest. Lord, I pray for the fullest life over your people in every single area of their lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Head over to follow me on Instagram or Facebook at The Confidence Podcast. That's spelled C-O-N-F-H-E-R-D-E-N-C-E podcast on social media. And let me know what you thought about today's episode. Until next week, guys, be blessed and have a great one. Thank you.